my daughter recently asked me if I'm a conservative. And she didn't mean conservative with the little C, you know, the sort of dude that grows old, doesn't like company, and worries about settling his accounts with the almighty. No, she meant big C conservative, the sort of geezer who pines for the good old days that were never really very good, the sort of guy who worries more about his bank accounts than his account with God. Mildly surprised, I asked my daughter if she had ever seen footage from the 1968 Democratic National Convention. It was an extraordinary year in America in 1968. The Tet Offensive was in full deadly bloom. The assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy brought on the simultaneous arson of more than 100 American cities. Unpopular with his own party, President Lyndon Johnson declared that he would not run for re-election. So inside the Chicago International Amphitheater, Democratic Party superdelegates, you remember them, decided on the pro-war vice president, Hubert Humphrey, even though Humphrey had not run in a single primary, not one ordinary citizen had even voted for him. Outside on the streets of Chicago, tens of thousands of demonstrators convened in a mass protest. As the silk suits and the fat cats puppeteered the course of American politics, police attacked the protesters with truncheons and tear gas, beating and arresting hippies, Chicanos, Black Panthers, priests, nuns, even the elderly. It was, and remains, a national stain, and I have no idea why they don't teach it. See the political bosses in the convention hall, I asked my daughter as we stared into the grainy images. I'm against them. You see the long hairs and the whiskers and the afros in the streets? I'm with them. Back then, supporting free speech and opposing censorship was a principle of the left. Questioning the authorities' role in American life was considered a virtue. The spy agencies, the military-industrial complex, and corporate influence had no place in democracy for them. But I guess that was another time, because today's left I can't recognize them. Its skepticism towards American institutions has evaporated. There is an unambiguous lapdoggery among them for the FBI and the CIA and today's liberal media leg humps, the censorship industrial complex. The liberal believes the First Amendment goes too far for too many. The left has succumbed to authoritarian impulses. The nexus between big government and big tech doesn't seem to bother them. They believe in shutting down your social media accounts if you do not align with their new worldview views. In 1967, more than 100,000 liberal protesters marched on the Pentagon. In 2023, the liberals don't mind that the Pentagon is spying on them. Science and legitimate analytical dissent has been routinely deplatformed. The careers of medical experts nearly destroyed for their contrarian views over governmental COVID mandates. And as it happens, they turned out to be right. Inconvenient truths like the ineffectiveness of masks or the lack of need for toddlers to be vaccinated or the locking down of school children continue to hold influence despite the scientific evidence. The new left continues to support these intrusions just as it supports a never-ending war in Ukraine. But a few of the so-called progressives have not the courage to walk the dark theaters of war themselves, and almost none of them are willing to commit themselves to the uniform. The elite class among them flies jets to oil-producing countries and holds conferences to lecture the hoi polloi about the evils of oil and jets. They demand that we stay home during COVID while they jetted to Palm Beach or wined and dined at the French Laundry. Speech should be free, the new left will argue, but some people's speech should be more free than others. Remember the odious baboons of the far right who marched on the campus of the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, carrying the tiki torches and chanting, the Jews will not replace us? They were castigated, they were put on trial, they were jailed. But tell me, how are they any different from the rabid mobs of radicals on the college campuses today chanting that Jews should be run into the sea? They, on the other hand, have been excused from class. The pampered and pompous liberals of today have moved so far left, I have to look right to see them. I've never abandoned the whiskers, 
the workers, the streets, the freaks, or free speech, I told my daughter. The liberals abandoned us. And a word of advice to them. With the Democrats divided in 1968, Richard Nixon was elected president. And you know how that turned out. Want to see a poll, Karen, from 19... Okay, let me, let me, let me... I did a little bit of this. Here, this is... I just pulled up some polls. Okay. Joe Biden got his impeachment inquiry, mm -hmm. all right? 70% of Americans believe Joe Biden either did something illegal mm -hmm. or something unethical. Okay. No, I don't know where you're in it with that. I, I think there's some questionable behavior that's worthy of a, a legitimate, a thorough, and an objective investigation. Yeah, I do. And, and you would demand it because... Yeah, and you should. Because not that you're like... A, whatever your political... It, it doesn't matter. I mean, and that's the thing. If somebody does something wrong or that compromises democracy, then you have to have a process that's applied evenly to everybody, regardless of whether or not you like them or support them. It, right? It's like, it's the institution of the presidency that I want preserved. It's, right. it's not the party, right? And it's not the person. And look, to me, as an investigative reporter, I love hearing reporters. <laughs> you got that clip? Here's... Here's a, uh, a couple of Republicans on the House Oversight, uh, Jordan and Comer. Mm -hmm. uh, listen to this reporter's line of questioning for them. But Jeremy you Comer, do you acknowledge that you haven't answered that question and that you found no evidence of wrongdoing or criminal conduct? We found some very serious evidence that uh, but you look Joe at. Biden no, 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 no. The checks. There's two checks to Joe Biden Those from his brother that the payments. money to give Joe Biden was through influence peddling. One was through Those the American... No, 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 you have to question. No, 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 listen. listen. Loan repayments no. that we all where are the loan documents? documents? Where are the... Yeah, we look, showed you the loan documents. That is... You don't understand loan documents, I do. Okay? If, if I wrote you... Yeah, I want an investigator. I didn't say he's guilty. Right. But... but but if he's not, then he should be able to withstand an investigation. And without, you know, without the inquiry, we're not going to get his bank records, the president's mm -hmm. bank records. Well, did you make a loan to your brother or didn't you? You said you did. Let's, <laughs> and I hope he's innocent. I really fucking do or we're in trouble. Also, remember his like fake email names? Mm -hmm. The National Archives won't turn those over to Congress. So an impeachment inquiry requires them. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know. Just like I wanted to know about the Russian hoax. Yep. And I, I withheld judgment on the Ukrainian impeachment hearing. Mm -hmm. well, were you trying to, like, you know, use military aid in order to get some political hittery done? Charlie, I, I hate to say it, but everybody in their respective roles of power, they've somehow used that power for their personal benefit. I mean, they have. I mean, I don't care whether you're a manager at McDonald's and you give your friend, you know, an extra set of fries or whether you are in an elected position and you've picked up the phone to get something done for a donor or a family member. It happens. Peddling influence is against the law. It is. Okay, so it's pretty much acknowledged and Hunter Biden says as much. The, the Biden brand. So you were mm -hmm. peddling influence based on what your father did. I didn't say the father manipulated anything. Right. At minimum, this will show if illegal activity was being conducted by Hunter and uh, James Biden, his uh, the president's mm -hmm. brother. Were you influence peddling? That's federal law. I want to know. How can you not be? I mean, how can you not be? If you walk in, this is the same issue that they had in the conversation they had around Trump uh, and his son-in-law. Like when you walk into a room, you know, and they know that who, they know who you are, your name, your brand and your access. How is that not? So how is it? 70. I'm not crazy. That's let my daughter. I'm not crazy. 70 percent of America's Associated Press poll believe Biden did something illegal or unethical. OK, but. Nearly 60% of Democrats maintain that the president did nothing wrong. Okay, you know what that reminds me of? Let's go back to the opening rant there. Mm -hmm. Here's a poll from 1975. It's, it's all the polls. It's the Gallup polls from when Nixon took office in 1969 to when he resigned office in late 1974. Watergate began in 1972. 
So when Watergate broke, Nixon had an 85% approval rating with the, with the Republicans. Um, get this, 50% with independents and 35% with Democrats. By the time he leaves office, we know he erased tapes, mm -hmm. right? He was involved. It was a cover-up. In late 1974, 50% of Republicans gave him a job approval rating of thumbs up. 50, that's You know what that sounds like? What? That sounds like Democrats 2023. Yep. It's... But but that's but but that blind party loyalty, Charlie, is what continues to keep us in trouble and repeating people that aren't serving their office or the people that elect. So them. you know, like if we're not going to show the '68 convention to our kids, we got to show it. Mm -hmm. I I just say defend the country, defend the institution. Look, I mean, I got no love for Trump. There, I don't trust this guy. Mm -hmm. I, I worry if this election's close and he loses, what's gonna? You know what I mean? And worry like, if you he tend wins, to forget all happen. the shit. You add it all up. Mm -hmm. Like again, I want to know if there was the the Russian collusion. Uh, you impeached him on on Ukraine. So be it. You impeached him on Ukraine. I mean, let's look at it, right? Based on a whistleblower. In the Biden case, we got a lot of whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. So and emails <laughs> protect the institution from the fucking creeps. Okay, so more polls. Want more polls? Okay. 71% of Americans disapprove of Biden's border policies. Hmm. 71%. I'm against the wall, uh, not in urban areas. They don't work. I right. know a few things about it, but 57% of America favors a wall, including... 53% of independents, 49% mm -hmm. of Latinos, really? and 40% of black voters. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. 55% um, of voters say no more money for Ukraine. Right here. It's CNN poll. Majority of Americans oppose more U.S. Mm -hmm. aid for Ukraine. Am I, am I crazy? we've talked about it at length in this program. You bait, okay, no love for Putin. I've been to Russia. I've been to the Ukraine. I'm not a supporter of Putin, but I know, like, if you were going to try to put missiles in the Ukraine, you're going to start a war. Mm -hmm. What's the exit strategy, Mark? <laughs> Good question. What's the exit strategy? There isn't one. It's just forever? Yeah. Until Russia gives up, which they're Until not there's, there's no more men in Ukraine? Yeah. Not going to happen. Like, there was a deal on the table at the beginning of this thing. And I believe the Ukraine's won in a way. Because mm -hmm. we were watching those first weeks, like, oh, my God, the Russians are just going to roll in there, and we're not going to stop them. Right. But, oh, my God, they're pretty good. What happened to Tetris? What was his name? The, the leads to uh, I, whatever, whatever. Is he still in the bathroom? I, 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 he, he left, so he didn't have to fight. Yeah, now, now they're drafting 50-year-olds. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Jesus. And I got my, my neighbor, Pansy, right, with the... I support Ukraine. I hey, well, whoa, really? What do you mean? But but people buy into you know what they think they're supposed to, and they don't know very much about it or what that means. They do. It's whatever the whatever the color and the order and the call of the day are. Until it gets uh, until it goes on too long and they and, get exhausted. Exactly. And they don't want to hear anything. Else and then they move it. on to whatever the yeah, next thing is. So now it's the you know the Palestinian yeah. thing. So this is. Uh, Real clear politics opinion research. 74% of Republicans and 61% of independents believe speech should be legal under any circumstances. While 47% of Democrats say it should be legal only under certain circumstances. Moreover, 52%, 52% of Democrats approve of the government censoring social media content. Really? The government. What's that number again? Yeah. 52%. Wow. This is big brother shit. Okay, it I'll is. say it again. I never moved. This shit, I'm not with you. It's ugly here. It's difficult. But freedom, dignity for all, we're not created equal, but our rules of the land are. We all get an equal opportunity. We should.
that's the that's what what is supposed to be universal mm-hmm. and i don't see it it's not there <laughs> okay right there we don't like his border policies. Uh, later in the program, mm-hmm. after break, we will have Chris Cabrera, the vice president of the National Border Patrol Council, for the end of year, the end of the most outrageous, maddening free-for-all on the border in the United States history. He'll be here to give us the ground-level view of what's going on. Good, because that's kind of been pushed to the back of the conversation it? as well. Okay, so COVID. The mask didn't work. Cochran Library looks at dozens of studies, zero, where, where is that? I'm not gonna keep throwing paper up. They had no effect, mm-hmm. no, no effect to speak of, really, right? Now, old people, you know, you should see them, you should wear gloves, get in and get out, right? Old people should get the vaccine. It's proven by data to be effective. It's not effective for healthy people, mm-hmm. you know, under, under the, the age of 60. You know what I mean? Unless you have pre-existing conditions, you're morbidly obese, you you know, you've had uh, organ transplants, things like mm-hmm. that. But why did we make the science is clear? Why did we make toddlers wear masks when the CDC knew the data wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Why did we make them get vaccines when they weren't necessary? And and you know what they, what that bred? Less than half of adults are going to get the new vaccine. Right, that makes sense then, Charlie. I mean, people looked and they got pushed or, 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 and I don't want to say forced. I think fear was the tactic that was used to, to, to have people do all these things, you know, wear a mask. I mean, I still see people walking down the street, open air alone with masks on. I mean, and there was, and the CDC came out and said that the masks didn't work. And I, I don't want to give up to, you, you, because of all this, the skepticism that was bred into people, like mm-hmm. uh, my brother, Went to the hospital last night with severe COVID. COVID's mm-hmm. real. COVID mm-hmm. kills. There's no doubt, right? <laughs> like I said, I won't go to my brother's medical background, but let's just say, you know, I mean, he's he's not going to be Mr. Universe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so they gave him an IV, right? Uh, sent him home, told him to drink Gatorade and uh, eat some bananas. Mm-hmm. So COVID's real. And, you know, I'm not going near him. Please don't go near mom. Mm-hmm. We, we get what it is. Right. But to push bullshit but but charlie it's the same thing with the flu it's the same thing with pneumonia i mean we have a lot of respiratory illnesses that have existed okay they're they're dangerous nobody doubts their their existence or or the impact but this was a money maker yeah. i mean uh, from top to bottom yeah. it was a money maker yeah. pfizer you know early on when they had you Where, know i mean where's the data like okay you're 65 and older how many boosters should nobody, you get nobody asked for the it. government no like uh we're working on it, like Senator Rand Paul. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? It was asking the CDC for the data. Yeah. Is it is it two shots, three shots, four shots, five shots? They won't, the government won't give the government the data. It's as many shots as they can scare people into taking. Okay. Now, Governor Rick Snyder, this is his mug shot. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. In his custom it, suit. It's gone right there. Here, I'm going to lay that on fire right there for you. Here it goes. There it is, people. Gone. Never happened. Disappeared. The judge said you've got to destroy, to the authorities, you've got to destroy his mugshot, all of his booking information, anything in the lien system, right? Wow. Because the Supreme Court threw the case out because Dana Nessel, the Democratic Attorney General, an autocrat, fucked it up. And mm-hmm. we the people who know COVID kills, and we know it didn't kill kids, right? But it we were, old people. you know, freedom-loving, and I don't want to be like, hey, man, I'm on the woods with my AR-15, and I'm a pa- <laughs> I don't call myself a patriot. You let others call you a patriot. That's my, my position on that. But we, we knew, and they were dying in real time, and you all got to watch it with us. I want an investigation into her investigation, because it never happened with Snyder. Oh, but who's going to do that, Charlie? Who would do that? I mean, it, it should happen, but where does that come from? 
I don't know. That's that's, that'll be your assignment for next week. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we do that, like we wouldn't all be angry. You know? I know, but I'm just saying, I mean, there again is another missing layer of accountability yeah. that enables these folks to just continue to do whatever it is they want to do at the expense of those they should be serving. Well, you know, all my liberal friends are leaving me. Now, now listen here now, motherfucker. I'm, I'm from the working <laughs> class, okay? Single mom, okay? I... Hmm. Background from people all over the world, okay? You know what I'm saying? Um, I went to undergrad at Michigan Ann Arbor. It's a wild liberal campus. I went to graduate school at California Berkeley, a wild liberal campus. So don't tell me. I'm telling you. Like that's as liberal as it gets. Y'all turn y'all turn into them hippies that turn into the me generation. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got rich on Wall Street and shit. You know what I mean? Jane Fonda's get out of here, man. <laughs> And I like Jane Fonda, nice lady, <laughs> tough as nails, right? But, you know, speaking of Jane Fonda, Governor Whitmer today announces, oh, $550 for 700,000 families with kids, right? Because you're poor, for poor people. Okay, so it's going to affect a million kids. And yet there's 700,000 people getting this. What is it, like 1.1 kid a household? Yeah, I don't know where that is either. Okay, that's yeah. throwing... Rose mm -hmm. petals at the swine, right? Pretty much. About $400 million. $400 million, right? Of money we don't have. It's leftover COVID money. $400 million for poor people. And $4 billion this year alone from the state alone to mm -hmm. corporate welfare recipients, right? So that Archie Bunker shit about the welfare queen driving mm -hmm. around in a cab. You can't get no Cadillac <clears throat> nope. for $550. You can't even get a fucking Uber for $550. <laughs> Know what I mean? Like, okay, so we gave Ford $100 million. Hey, you know what they promised us? We're going to retool the electric F-150 plant mm -hmm. over there in River Rouge, and we're going to double production. Well, they announced they're going to cut production in half. Yep. But then I go give the money back. Remember when it was uh, Fiat Chrysler FCA? Mm -hmm. And we gave them $400 million to upgrade the Jeep plant over there on, on Jefferson. Close and Mayor Dave Bing goes... That thing ain't that going to deliver no 5,000 jobs for 17 years, three shifts. You know, when, we, if they had 10,000 jobs over there, right, making about 60 grand on average with the current income tax in, uh, for the city, it would take working a full-time 365 triple shift, 17 years of payday, or eight, I forget, somewhere between eight and 16 years to pay that back. Mm -hmm. Well, what did, what did Stellantis, which merged with FCA, basically we paid to make FCA look sexy to the French, and then they merged. <laughs> They've announced we're going to cut 2,500 jobs. You see this bullshit? Yep. Anybody? And, and this was after they, too, just got a substantial amount of, of money. And But that's, that's what happens, Charlie. Everybody promises jobs. They promise jobs to Michiganders. They promise jobs to Detroiters. It's like, hey, give us this money. We're going to make this right for you. And then it's like, nah, we can't do that. So let's review before we get on to Chris Cabrera. Let me just, okay. So we're older, so whatever era you want to do it. You know, yeah. we're, we're not... We're not you know, we were raised before cell phones. Uh, I don't believe the government should be spying on me. Does that make me, mm -hmm. just by your definition, is, is that liberal or conservative? I think it's realistic. Well, it's unrealistic, but I think it's a fair thing to ask, Charlie. I don't think the government has a right to invade uh, in our privacy the way that they are. But they watch everything well, we do. says that in the Constitution. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, they do. They know everything that we do. If you and oh, I sat here oh, and... You didn't answer the question. Yeah, Is that liberal or conservative? That's liberal. Okay, it's liberal. The conservatives say that's conservative. Okay, but it's... Okay. Um... Why does it I have believe to be either? that the presidency of the United States should not be for sale, and if there's a question, it needs to be investigated. <laughs> That's liberal. Is it liberal? Then why are all the mm -hmm. conservatives calling for it? Okay. Um, I believe <laughs> that we should feed our poor, our hungry, our disadvantaged first. And when we accomplish that, 
we should invite others. That's liberal. That's straight liberal. Used to be, yeah. Is that liberal? Is that- once, yeah, you're right, oh. Mark. Once upon a time. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I believe that if you're a government official and you're accused of covering up a mass health crisis, that you need to be investigated. That's so, liberal. Is that liberal? I don't think conservatives would even opt for that. Okay, okay. Um, I believe that what precious public dollars we have should not go to rich people, but it should go to benefit the poor, the working poor, and the children in order to make a better and more robust society. Is that? That's as liberal as you can liberal, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Very liberal. So no, honey, Papa's not a big C conservative. Study hard, be good. We'll be back after this with Chris Cabrera from the National Border Patrol Council. Live from downtown Detroit is the No Bullshit News Hour with my main man, Charlie LaDuff and Karen Dumas. The Bullshit! Just a breaking news. Double bullshit. Double bullshit. I'm Grace Carroll, and I'm third generation of American Coney Island. People say Detroit's a comeback city. I say, where you been? We've been here for over 100 years. My family's been here on the same corner, serving our famous proprietary American Coney Island hot dog. So, like always, we're keeping things fresh, updated, and new. We'd love to have you come downtown and visit us. But if you can't, you can always go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, order a Coney kit, get it delivered fresh right to your door. No BS News Hour brought to you by Legacy Partners Insurance. Do what we've all done here. Call them, 586-209-4106. They will shop for a better insurance rate for you. You will pay less and get more coverage for your home, your car, your motorcycle, your camper, your vacation cottage, all of it. They'll even help you with life insurance and Medicare. Call Legacy Insurance, 586-209-4106. Have them wrap their arms around you. Be covered, be safe. ADR Consultants experience overseeing more than a quarter billion dollar in public and construction projects since the turn of the century. They're competent. If you want to reduce your costs and increase your bottom line, you want to cut the red tape, you're going to need somebody that knows how to navigate it. That would be ADR, Consultants in Procurement and Government Compliance and Information Technology. ADR, smart, get the job done right, on time, on budget, 248-318-9424. Call Barry Ellentuck for a free consultation. Well, it's that time of year, it's Christmas, and uh, you know it's time to take account of what uh, Mallorca Clause has brought us. <laughs> Over the border this year, Secretary of State Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, oh, right, right. Joining us, uh, old friend of the show, friend of mine, Vice President of the National Border Patrol Council, Chris Cabrera. What's going on, brother? No, how's it going? It's, uh, you know, same old, same old down here. Just uh, really busy. A lot of uh, people coming through and um, heading up to your neighborhood. Well, that's a lot to unpack. But first of all, let me. Ask, are, are are you are you chewing? Are you dipping right now? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, man, these <laughs> yeah. Texas guys. You're you're circumcised, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. You know why they yeah. circumcise Texans, bro? Oh, is that? So you got a place to keep your chew while you're brushing your teeth. No. Why? Yeah. Ooh, that wasn't very good. <laughs> hey, listen, man. First of all, I'm going to send you a Coney kit. You know, we sent you guys down a bunch, all you hardworking people on the on the border. Um, just go to AmericanConeIsland.com for the holidays. Get your order in by Saturday at 9 because they ship Monday and we'll be packing them. So you want one? Want a Coney? Oh, yeah. Those things are awesome, man. Fuck yeah. Right there. Those things are awesome, man. See that? You can't get better than that. And they, they know dogs in Texas. All right. Now, listen, man. Um, you said you're busy slammed and you're heading this way go ahead elaborate yeah you know um 
I think our numbers last October, sorry, not, not October, October numbers, which is beginning of the fiscal year for us, were uh, just over 200,000. Um, past month, November was around 190,000. Now, you take those numbers versus any one month in the previous administration, we were looking at 20, 30,000 um, per month. So those numbers are up extremely high. Uh, not to mention, I think 85, 87 percent of the people we do catch are, are being released into the country. Shit. Like uh, that. That's true. And that's just who you're catching. The Border Patrol, for people that don't know, catch the people in the bush. Right. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Customs, we're, yeah. We're not on the bridge. We're, we're between the between the bridges. And then customs right. takes care of the people that come through the actual port of entry. Right, right yes. there saying I'm claiming asylum. And then Border Patrol and Customs will quite often turn detainees over to ICE, Immigrations and Customs, and then yes. they will let people go. So when you're talking about 200,000, that's just for beating the, the, the brush. It's more like 250, 260,000, right? Well, that's the people, you know, that, that we're encountering that, that Border Patrol is letting go. It's about 200,000. And then, you know, 50, 60,000 probably that, that Customs is letting go. Um, and then the people we're, we're not even catching because we're too busy uh, dealing with these folks that are, are turning themselves in in, in, great, in huge numbers. Yeah, like what percentage of you guys, Border Patrol, are actually patrolling the border? And what percentage of you are processing, making sandwiches, driving people to doctor's appointments, what, what percent? At, yeah, at the beginning of our shift, we start off with about 50% of our manpower in the field. Um, the other 50% is, you know, hospital watch or, or dealing with people that, you know, processing or, or that kind of stuff. But as the day goes on, that number a lot of times gets down to as little as uh, 20%. That, that's actually out in the field. The rest are, are inside. So that's why so many people like you just not even they're called the gotaways. Like, you know, they're yeah. out there, but you just don't you don't have anything to get. Yeah. And, you know, if people can turn themselves in and, and get away, you know, they turn themselves in and they know we're going to release them. The ones that are running have a reason to run. You know, they're, they're running because they know that if they turn themselves in, they have a criminal record or they have something that that's not going to allow them to get released. So there's a reason they're running. And you're saying uh, basically it's just catch them and release them and give them. Mm -hmm. what, what do you give them? Like a, a ticket to appear in court sometime? A phone? Yeah, we give them a, we give them a phone um, so we can keep track of them even though, you know, I mean, they, they end up throwing that damn thing away. Um, or we give them a, an ankle monitor, which again, which gets cut off right after they pass the checkpoint. Um, they'll give them a packet of, of documents that says uh, – you have a court date in such and such city at such and such time, such and such year. And, and they show up for the first few hearings. And then once it's getting towards the end of that process and they know that that final decision is going to be made, that's when they stop showing up. Crazy. And so what happens to them? I mean, is anybody still watching great, great or monitoring question. or they just kind of blend into? Yeah, they just they just blend into the to the sanctuary city that, 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 that they went to. Um, usually they're all going to go to a sanctuary city knowing that nobody's going to harass them up there and there's no way to track them. I mean, they give us an address and we can check to make sure it's a, it's a valid address, but we can't check to make sure that that's where they actually going. Um, and they just disappear into the country. You never see them again. Sounds a little haphazard to me. Kind of like it's mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Whoa. You know, if, if the federal government was a for-profit agency, we would have been bankrupt years ago. Um, there's <laughs> no accountability on this We're level. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's uh, just, it's terrible mismanagement. Let's let me let me give people some numbers since since Biden took the oath, since he was sworn in. This is from the federal government itself, okay? 3.5 million people, three and a half million people were let in. Six million were apprehended. Mm -hmm. Three and a half million were let in. About right, Chris? Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Another 1,700,000 people, at least, that we know of, 1,700,000 people just got away. Like Chris was saying, we don't have the manpower to chase them down. Correct, Chris? That's correct. There's also an estimate 
we won't go into it, but you estimate those that got in that you didn't see. That's another little hidden yeah. couple hundred thousand people. Okay. Well, New and you know, another one that you're, you're not going to find on there is now they're paroling people into the country um, for asylum purposes. And the way the parole system is designed is if you're a witness to a crime or a victim of a crime, or say you, you just live in, say, Mexico or wherever, and, and your, your grandma is sick in the United States, they'll let you into the country for a few days. Under the parole system, you're, you're there for, you know, three months, six months, you know, three days, and then you go back home. Um, and it's, you know, usually for a victim of a crime or a witness to a crime. However, people are making their appointments on that CBP-1 app, and they're paroling them into the country for asylum purposes. So in a sense, those are also entries that people are getting released into the country, but they're not counted towards the final number. Interesting you said that. We'll go to that bullshit app in a second because it's bullshit. And look, my liberal friends that say I've lurched <laughs> to the right, you don't know shit. Me, me, Chris knows and I know a little bit. And this, this is the truth. You know, we'll get into horrific stories if you need them about, you know, sex trafficking and abuse and all that. But. Almost a million, about 850,000 people, not this past year, but the year before, 900,000, almost a million people came on a visa and never left. Right, Chris? Yep. Okay, that doesn't include 2021. That doesn't include 2023. That's just 2022. Okay. Then Chris is talking about the Border Patrol app that Biden said, eh, you know, mm -hmm. we, uh, we don't need, you know, we don't want to get the cartels involved. Just go on the app. Remember, I went on there with me and my dog, tried mm -hmm. to try to get permission to come in. <laughs> A quarter million people came over by that app. Another quarter million people used the app and flew in directly from their home country. That we allowed you to fly into St. Louis and go, asylum, like it was a, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the, and they come from a hundred different countries. We're giving asylum to Mexicans, which we don't recognize Mexico as mm -hmm. being a, a torture government. Right. We're letting people in from France. We're let. I don't know like how France is a third world, why you would need asylum. We're letting them in from Russia, Kazakhstan, Senegal. Keep going, Chris. China. Well, yeah, we're letting them in from everywhere, from Syria to Venezuela to Honduras to Ecuador to Nicaragua. But Iran. I think, the, yeah, the interesting part is the asylum process is very narrow in scope. It's for political issues, for religious issues. But people are claiming that they're coming to work or be, that they live in a rough neighborhood. Um, those, those aren't asylum issues. They didn't um, use they're an be. abused spouse. They're, that's not an asylum issue. LGBTQ, and so they get asylum, but that's not an asylum issue, yet we're allowing them to stay even though they don't qualify by their own admission. They don't, they don't qualify, and we're still allowing them to stay. Okay, take that for what it's worth. Okay, I, th this is because I'm, I'm just, we have real refugees, real ones in Gaza. And everyone else coming over for a better life, right? And of course, sure, shit. Joe said, come on, I'm going to suspend everything. What asylum is, is you, it's, this is the law. You come to the border, you claim asylum, we detain you until you get the judge. Right, Chris? Okay. That's correct. So we detain you till you get your hearing. But because we did the clarion call, come on. This thing called parole, humanitarian parole, it was supposed to be for people that are being detained. Oh my God, you have appendicitis. We're going to parole you to the hospital mm -hmm. and then you got to come back. Now it's an indefinite, just go into the country. We're going to let you work. We're going to, we're going to house you. We're going to pay for it. Let me, so all total, what I got here, 3.5 million people we just let in. 1.7 million minimum gotaways. 900,000 overstays on the visa and a half a million people using this app. That would be uh, 5.2, 6.1, 6.6 million people. 6.6 million people in less than three years. That's a lot. You want to know what, what that is? 6.6 .6 million people? That's Los Angeles plus Chicago. Or better yet, 
That's 10 Detroits. Mm. 10 Detroits. Now, how does this affect us? Detroit's broke, right? We're broke. One out of every $55 in economic activity in the United States in a year, one out of $55 created is spent to take care of the, what do you want to call them? Illegal migrants, the migrants, the asylum, whatever, what, all of them. So one out of every like $50. Wow. So you have an economic issue, you have mm -hmm. a social issue, you have a cultural issue. It's a lot of people to take in at once and we're broke. Just look at New York, look at Chicago. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, man, I'm a reporter. I'm just trying to tell you. Your thoughts on that, Chris? Like, is it going to keep going? You know, I think the thing that gets me with that is, is you have folks here in the United States that, that need government assistance, that, that, that need mm -hmm. uh, a helping hand to get back on their feet. But now these folks aren't qualifying because that money is going for people that are coming into the country illegally. And then you have the other part of that is if, if you were um, from another country and you were trying to come here legally, I mean, that, that's a very difficult process. So you're better off just doing it illegally than you are legally. It's so much easier to do it illegally. Um, but legally, I mean, there's all kinds of hoops to jump through. So, yeah, people are going to do it the, the, the easy way. Um, and then you have places that are incentivizing it, like New York. You come over here, we're going to put you up in nice hotels. Uh, of course they're going to go to oh, New York. Oh, not anymore. Right? Not anymore. Now they got a taste of it. They want them gone. That's not me. That's the Democratic mayor of... New York, who said, you know, we're a sanctuary city till you figured out what it was. Here it goes, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. What the fuck? And, and, I, and now the cartel. I'm sorry, Chris. Now that you guys are busy babysitting and making sandwiches and shit, the cartels run that border, don't they? Oh, yeah. And oh. if you look at the, the, the amount Vice of President of the Border Patrol board. Council just said the cartels run the goddamn border. Sorry. It's true. Everybody knows that. Oh. But if you look at any of these, these small border towns, you know, some of them have 30,000 people. Some of them have less than 5,000 people living there. And we're getting thousands upon thousands per day. And yet you got New York crying that they're getting a fraction of what we're getting. Mm -hmm. now, and on top of that, they asked for it. They wanted it. Now they don't. They, neither they did they Chicago. They thought they did. <laughs> now, here's the thing, Chris. You, look, you, asylum's a certain thing, as you said. <clears throat> And in a, there's something in the world, and people listen to this program know, the third safe third country arrangement agreements and treaties, mm -hmm. meaning you're from, let's say, Syria, okay? And there's a war there, and you really are a refugee, and Assad wants to kill you. You get out of Syria, the first country that's not at war, that doesn't torture people, that's where you claim asylum. You don't use it as a thoroughfare. To get to where exactly. you want to go, let's say you you go from or you should you go from Syria, you, you get into Turkey. That's it. That that's where you go. You're not on your way to Germany, right? Okay. So now we enforce that with Canada. We just don't enforce it with Mexico. Interesting. We have a little clip here of Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana questioning Homeland Security um, uh, head Alejandro Mayorkas just exactly about this. The UK has a safe third country policy, doesn't it? Senator, the, the, the UK um, is uh, underway in addressing its immigration Spain challenges. has a safe third country policy, doesn't it? Senator, if you, if you know the answer to the question, I'm not sure why you're posing it to me. Greece has a safe third country policy, doesn't it? I'm, I'm, because I want to know if you know. You don't even know how many people are coming into our country. That is Greece has a safe third country policy, doesn't it? Um, Senator, I, I disagree with uh, the statement that you... I understand, but does uh, Greece have a safe third country policy? Uh, I do not know if it does. Uh, Canada, the EU, Turkey, Norway, they have, all have safe third country policies, it's interesting. They? It's interesting you cite Canada because we negotiated, I negotiated the safe third country Yeah, and, 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 and the first thing that President Biden did, and you did, when you, uh, when, when you, when you took office was abolish our safe third country policies. So, as was exclusively and originally reported on this program, because we're not just a podcast who talks, Pinko Trudeau, Mr. Open It to the World, started getting refugees from the United States pouring into Quebec and uh, Ontario, right? Got a lot of them. Canada bitched. So, for a year, this Mallorca's motherfucker 
was secretly negotiating with Trudeau to say, um, say third country. Once you get to the United States, that's where you have to claim mm-hmm. asylum. You can't walk through to Canada, to Canada because United States is a safe third place. The place where you came from is the first place, right? <laughs> the, the place you want to get to is the second place. And the go-between was the third. We're, we're safe. We had an agreement with Mexico to this effect. And then on day one, Biden abolished it. So, Chris, don't you find it hypocritical that we had a safe third country agreement with Canada, but if you came through the bush, it didn't apply. And now, for the last year, they secretly negotiated that the entire border of Canada, whether it's an official crossing or not, is a a border crossing, and you got to go back to America. Why don't we have this with Mexico? That's a million-dollar question, you know. um, Say it again. No, say it again. That's a a million-dollar question. We're putting... uh, um, restrictions on ourselves that we don't put anywhere else. We're, 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 we're just becoming the stooges on the international stage. I mean, we're, we're just allowing everybody to walk all over us. And of course they do. See, what I, I like about you is you're a really intelligent man. You understand the politics and the policies. You got a set of balls. So anybody listening, listen to Chris Cabrera. You understand what I'm saying? When this isn't a racial situation, this is about a continuity of a nation and it's discombobulated right now. Again, Chris said, and I hope everybody picks up on this. The million dollar question is where is the transnational agreement here in the Western hemisphere? It does not exist and it ought to exist. And this would curb a lot of it. We're getting punked well, around. You know, Charlie, another thing that, that I think needs to be brought up and it's uh, it's, it's related somewhat. Um, and it's one of the things that, that the Biden Mayorkas uh, group did away with is a DNA testing to make sure that people were families that were coming through. Um, and we've seen that at least 40 percent of the people, we would line them up and tell them, look, we're going to DNA test you. And if you're not related to that person, you're going to jail. At least 40 percent would step out of that line. Wow. Now they're not doing DNA tests on anybody. Um, they're, they're saying they don't have the money for it. We got money to send everywhere else, but we don't have the money for that. And if you're worried about these kids being um, exploited, then that's something that needs to be put in place. I mean, I I think regardless of what side of the immigration debate you fall on, uh, having these kids uh, safe, I I think, at least in my opinion, is is the most important thing. I mean, I want to make sure that that little boy or that little girl that's traveling with an adult is actually related to that adult. And they're telling me the truth. And I don't want something to happen to that little kid down the road. But we're not doing that anymore. And that was one of the biggest things we had to, to prevent the child trafficking. But they're not doing it anymore. Oh, God damn. And, and we, we losing it. Sorry, Karen. No, I was going to say, I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but we just are absent of a process. Period. Yeah. I mean, that 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 we're willing. I mean, and I wonder, Chris, do the powers that be ever ask you and your team and your staff about what needs to be in place in order for this to be manageable and effective? Not at all. Not at all. And and I can tell you the one thing that will work because it's worked in the past and it's not the uh, the popular thing, but it's mandatory detention, mandatory removal. Once you start sending people back, because you can threaten to send people back. And you can tell them to your blue in the face, we're going to send you back. But when you don't send them back, then more people come. Mm-hmm. But once you start sending people back, you're going to fill up the, the, the tension space really quick. But once you start sending people back, it'll stop See, because that's... nobody's going to come over here just to get sent back. They're not spending their life saving just to get sent back. Right. So, so they're, you... gonna, they're, they're not coming anymore. So you get up like in the morning and there's a group of 800 people. Now, remember, I crossed the border with the Sinaloa cartel in 2000 and you were getting sent back. But I remember walking out there one night, you know, the rendezvous. Here's where we're going. And you opened up the frag mighty, you opened up the, the ditch plants and there'd be like a group of 100. I'll never forget. I'll just never forget this. I got dropped off in a taxi. And just way out in the desert. And I open up the frag mighty and there's like groups of 100. And I'm like, oh my God. And now it's groups of 800. And so Chris gets up in the morning and he gets, you know, you guys muster, I'm assuming. And like, yeah, there's a 1,500 of them over on the fence. Get over there, pick them up, right? Yeah. 
I mean, and, in 1500, I mean, you saw when we went to uh, Del Rio not too long ago. I mean, it was huge numbers out there. And the the the, the smallest uh, group of people there were, were the ones from Mexico. Everybody else was from everywhere else but Mexico. And everybody's taking selfies and sending them home. And that's the greatest mm -hmm. postcard you can give. It's good. Come on. Now, yeah. it, what they'll do, you send them back. Here's the selfie they sent me back. No one's coming up. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it's Senegal, dude, and it's Kazakhstan, and it's, you know, Ulan Udi, Russia, ooh, word got out. And now we and, have, and go ahead. We're seeing, we're, we're not just seeing that, we're seeing Yemen, we're seeing Iran, we're seeing uh, China numbers are uh, monthly, you know, six, 7,000 monthly. Um, but we're seeing people from, from Yemen, we're seeing people from Pakistan, uh, Iraq, Iran, Jordan, you name it, they're, they're coming. And again, I'm going to say it because you see the human beings too, Chris. I mean, what we're talking about an issue, but it is human beings. And I, I swear to you, I mean, I've done it so many times. I do it too. Cool people. Like you, you got to admire some fucker that came like three continents, right? Borrowed everything the family's got back home. Like Elvis. Like Elvis. Right. And like, you're doing it. I, I, I get it. I, I do, and you've basically been given permission. My problem, <clears throat> one of the big problems, is we caught at least 169 people on the terror watch list. Right, Chris? We caught 30 last month. What, what'd you do with them? Um, I'm not sure. They don't. That's that's above my pay grade, but uh, I'm I'm not sure what they did with them. Well, let but me. Show yeah, there was 30 just last month. Let me show you one that they did. To Michigan. Let me let me play you a little something. No sign of this guy. Coming here for a year and a half now. No sign of the guy. It's on the fucking terror watch list. Unbelievable. Way to go, Joe. Well, is he living with you? Yeah. On Calhoun Street or Middle Point? On Middle Point. Well, I'm I'm at Middle Point now. I've been coming over the months and nobody ever answers the door. Yeah, well, it's nobody home. And why do you keep coming home? I'd like, I'd like that. I'd like to come home over. Well, it is the United States, so, I mean, it's okay. I, I, I Because you came last time and you put the flower on the door. For that. Oh, did you get that? Yeah, I get that. I don't like that. It was a gift. It's not a gift. That's a funeral home. No, it's a housewarming. No, no, no. That's a funeral home. I can, I, please don't call me back again. I don't like that. Okay, well, I would... I have, you on I have you on camera and everything, but I don't like that. Well, that's okay if you have me on camera. I mean, I'd like to have your brother on camera. I, I, I know. I, it's, not, it's not your business, thank you. Well, it is, because it's my country, and he's on the terror watch list, it's, and I'd like to know if he's been given asylum. You know, it's not, a, it's not a terrorist. I don't know why you keep saying it's a terrorist. Well, it's the government documents. It's not me. It's the FBI. It's Homeland Security. It's clear, and everything is clear. Well, that would be nice to get that straight. Yeah, that's a clear from the time he, he entered Michigan. He entered Texas. It's clear. No, I have it right here. It says, despite being a flight risk, a recent entrance... No equities and a positive uh, terror hit. The subject will be released on intern parole per headquarters. So, no, he's not been cleared. I just want to know if he's been given asylum. Or does he have a court? I think he have a court in the year, I think. I'm not sure. So there's another court date. He'll be going to that. Yeah. Okay, well, can I give you my phone number? I would love to talk to his lawyer or to him. No, no, I don't want you to call me back, and I don't like that. This is not, uh, I don't know how you got my number, but... It's in, it's, it's in the uh, official uh, um, Immigration and Customs Enforcement documents. I know, but I don't like to call me back. So you have no... I don't know you, you don't know, I don't know you, you don't, you don't know me, I don't, want, I don't want to call me back. Well, I... I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to you, it's, it's not my problem, it's not my case, it's not my... That's why I'd like to talk to your brother, and this is his official I, I, number. Do you have his number? Can you give him my number? 
It's not my business. Well, it is you your business. Me. You're sponsoring him. You call, you call me, you call me on column ID number. I have no number for you. Well, that's customary. I can give you my number, but... How am I going to give you somebody's number? I this is like, it's not color ID. Well, let's, would you like my number and give that to you right I now? I don't want your number. I don't want your number. You just, just call me and say not color ID. How you, now you offer me a number. Well, that's, that's, regular. this is right. This is my regular line. I'm a reporter. That's how that works. So, know, so, you know, when, no when ID, corrupt, no when. Now, now you offer me your number. I don't want your number. Why just call me regular before? Well, this is everybody that gets a call from me gets this. Is your brother working? Hmm. I've been taken care of. Yet nobody answers the door. Wow. Well, that's what they did with one guy in the terror watch list. Sent him up here with his family and we get to pay for him, Chris. Yep. That's what these folks voted for. Fuck. All right, man. Listen, um, love you, respect you, you know, keep safe. Are you transferring up here? You know, I thought about it, but yeah, yeah, I'm tropical, man. I I can't deal with that cold weather. (laughs) We like you too. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's too cold up there, man. I mean, here we got brutal summers, but I mean, winter is at the worst 40 degrees and yeah, that's more my speed. Well, let me put it to you this way, man. In the winter, we stay inside and heat the house. In the summer, you stay in the house and cool it. So what's the, we got water. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard about Michigan water. I, I you know, I heard Michigan, that, that Flint water up there. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Those fuckers skated too, man. Government shit. Yeah. But not you guys. All right, man. Listen, do me a favor. Text me your address. I know it's, I, I got a new phone, so I don't have it anymore. And I'll send you that Coney kid, all right? And happy all right, holidays to your family, Chris. Yeah, likewise. You guys have a great Christmas. And uh, I think that uh, the Crimson Tide's going to kind of gonna take it the whole thing this year. So but here's the thing. Um, you got to play the game, man. Let's we'll see. Yeah. I'll bet you a Coney kid. <laughs> you know what? And what do you need from down here? And I'll send it to you. You know what? I'll, I'll I'll get you some good food from down here. I know there's some tamales down here that you'd like, and I'll, I'll send there you, you go. Some. Or either that, or you can send some border patrol and pick up this terror watch list, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, send me your address too. That way, I can get one sent back your way. And you guys, all all you guys have a have a good holiday. And my best to your wife, man. Later. Thank you. All thank right. Thank you. you. All right. Let's uh let let's break here and come back. We have a, our own civil war. Here in Detroit, the Lions fans are turning on each other <laughs> because some hold hope eternal and others are like, same old Lions, they're going to fuck us. And we'll be back with that very important report after this. Well, you know, when it rains, the power goes out. And when the power goes out, the internet goes out. When the internet goes out, I call my friend Matt and Bernie at XG Service Group. Look at Bernie here on his hands and knees, giving it everything he's got. Look at that man crack. So busy. He forgot to wear a belt. There's Matt right there getting the board together. That's 734-245-4100. If you need Matt and Bernie to come take care of your voiceover internet, your security cameras, off-campus access control, Wi-Fi and cameras for homes and business, they'll design it for you. You got restaurants, they do drive-through systems, railroad cameras for public safety, total wireless camera systems for your home and business. Yeah, that's right. Call XG Services at 734-245-4100. This message of Uplift is brought to you by business and personal wealth advisor Luke Nowacki, who reminds you that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but never enter the kingdom of God? But while you're waiting, Nowacki wants you to remember that overreaction is not a sound financial strategy. So call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 for sound financial advice. Hall Financial is putting more money in your pocket with our exclusive no-fee home loan. That's right, you pay no fees to Hall Financial. So in addition to our nearly 6,000 five-star reviews and our average nine-day turn time from application to close, you now pay no fees to Hall Financial. This is going to save you up to $2,500 in fees that you'd normally pay to the other guys. Start saving now, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with us at callhallfirst.com. Look, there's a lot of stuff 
being offered by Hall Financial. Can I get the fucking copy? Why do you guys get all the new? There's a like a lot of good stuff and interest rates are coming down. Wall Street's responded really well to the Jerome Powell, the chairman of the of the Fed and uh, interest rates are coming down. If you've been eyeing that house, definitely 1-800-CALL-HALL. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, right. why, that's why you don't have the copy, Charlie, because you can do it without it. But his exactly. name is his name is Jerome. <laughs> Jerome Powell, the head of the. Uh, no, fed. I'm yeah. just that just made. And he wears laugh. a bow tie. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> but he's not a minister. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a little weird for you. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, never mind. I'm not. Speaking of which, man, who's giving me the Jerome Boney, the Jerome Zamboni macaroni? Like, the, I don't know. Lines are looking great. Now they just shit in the bed. It's, it's, it's infected the town. So with any, without any further ado, this is Joey Buns meets Calvin Coney. <laughs> Joey Buns, he's Joey Buns. He calls the pass, he calls the run. Joey Buns, freshly baked just for your wiener or a patty in between or Joey Buns. Joey Bonds and Kelvin. One player did not make a difference. Look One it up. Did not Look make a it difference. up. Put those down. Get, get in the doghouse. Get in the doghouse. Let me just tell you something. This Ford family, they don't love you, man. They, they don't love you. No, I don't, I don't think they do. No. What if I told you? We gave them over a billion dollars, a hundred million dollars, just for the electric F-150 down there in River Rouge, and they promised a double production. We did that last year. Oh, I, I heard something about that. You know what they said this morning? No, I did not. Yeah. They're cutting production by half. And you know the Ford Field, that's taxpayer funded. You know that, right? Yeah. You know they don't, they don't share any of the revenue. Oh, I believe that. None of the hot dogs, none of the buns. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Come on, get, let's get real. Look, I'm, gonna t I'm telling you, the Fords do not like you. I'm going to tell you what happened here. We tried to get you some press credentials. You're, you're, you're Joey Buns. You're the super fan. Everybody knows Joey Buns. We get some press credentials. They ain't giving you no press credentials. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Who am I? I'm a bread man. <laughs> what can I say? They ain't getting no Super Bowl. No, no. no. Oh. I said that from the start. This isn't a Super Bowl team. It's a good team, but it's not a great team. Got to be a great team to get to the They team. could go over, and they would go over if Kirk Cousins wasn't hurt. That's a good possibility. But it's 10 to 1 they're making the playoffs. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. They'll win the division. I don't see Minnesota. We may split with Minnesota, but there's a good chance that we'll win. You said they're going to win both games. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, you might make good, your mind. You said I can't split. You said no. There's a good chance yeah. we'll win both games. They're going to lose one They've of them. They've got no quarterback. They can't score any points. But they got a defense. Don't tell they me. They've got that. a defense. That defense is not going to shut out the Detroit they, Lions. That defense is better and than the Detroit Lions. I will, bet you, than I will Detroit. bet you right now what? that what? the Minnesota defense what? does not shut out the Detroit Lions. They're going to shut them out, but they're going to they gonna win one but of them games. But we're going to shut them out because no. they can't score. No, he's going to shut them out. Well, they, they can't score. They're going to split. They can't they score. They're going to split. Gentlemen, gentlemen, the game is Denver. The game is Denver this week. <laughs> they gonna lose to Denver. Look, you ain't got no comment. Look, you got Denver's playing. No. Yeah, Denver's playing really good. They gonna lose to Dallas. They gonna lose to Dallas too. That's yeah. a possibility. Possibility. Dallas, Dallas possibility. Lost at home possibility. 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 You like how much you want to bet they lose to Dallas? No bet, right? Twenty bucks on that. Twenty bucks on Dallas. On Dallas. On Dallas. Wait a minute, we got a game this week. Yeah, but Denver, Denver, you don't want to bet on Denver's that one. You don't want to bet on that one. Here's what we know. All your picks have been wrong for four weeks, but you still doing. love them. He don't know what And Calvin, stop taking it. He don't know what he's doing. Well, give me a prediction this week, Calvin. <laughs> what? For that Denver game? Yeah, Coney Calvin. Denver 23, Detroit 20. 23-20, Denver. Joe? I was, ah, was going to say 24-20, Detroit. Okay, well. Okay, so what are we what are we putting on this? He don't want to bet on that one. Ten bucks. All right, ten bucks on that one, then. Right, okay, make it good. All right. All right. All right. Look at this bullshit. The rich man get richer, and the working man just frittering it away on it. Club word.
Nobody really loves us. <laughs> and Baxter gives why. You better tell your coach quit going for it on fourth down. You better quit going for it on fourth. That's he didn't do any chances. Fourth and ten, yeah, I think he should do. You know, so we'll see what happens. Still four more games to go. Ain't gonna lose two out of four. Ain't even that. We'll still win the division. Joey Bonds. He calls the pass. He calls the run. Joey Bonds. Freshly the hometown loves your rationalism. It's crazy. The intensity of their conversation about a football Joey game Bonds. is crazy. And just, Calvin's just a naked capitalist. He don't give a shit. <laughs> he would like him to win, but he he's thinks more but, about his But let me pocket. ask you this, Charlie. I mean, I know it's still football season, but nobody's talking about the Pistons who have not won at all. Two and 21. Two and 22. Two and 22 mm-hmm. now. Okay. They lost. 20 straight. They lost 21, 21 straight. straight. Yeah. They're getting five, five away and it's set to record. Yeah. So we can have that. So Lions win 0-16. That's our Pistons coverage. It's a record. Okay. The Lions that lost. Works. Or the Tigers <laughs> lost 119. Yeah. It's a record right. for the American League. And it would be nice if we can have three out of the four. <laughs> the Wings got close a couple of years ago. That's, that's the top five losing season of all time. So great for us. Good for the billionaires. Yeah, they were booing the team. They oh. were booing. They were like, sell the team. And they were booing in Little Caesars sure. Arena. So. Yeah. Well, I, they're all rich. I... They don't I, care. I'm not sad for any of them. All right, listen, I'm going to be on the uh, Chris Cuomo program tomorrow, Friday, at 8, roundtable. have no idea what's there, but I got lots of opinions and, and polls. Lots of polls. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Try to love one another. See you next Thursday.